Tonight, how oozy do you feel? The Elite are en route back to AEW TV. Shinsuke Nakamura joins the Great Muta Farewell Tour for one night in Japan. The Hart family bring wrestling back to the legendary Calgary Stampede Pavilion. And that's where I caught up with the masterpiece, Chris Masters, or Chris Adonis in the NWA. And we have a chat about all things wrestling, including an apology from me to him. That's all on the way here on Sunday night's main event. We love professional wrestling. Acknowledge me. This is Sunday night's main event. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. On the iHeartRadio Talk Network. Because you love something fresh in you, don't you? We deserve better, people. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I have everybody's attention now? My God, what an impact. Hey, I'm Mike McGuire. This is Canada's Wrestling Radio Show, Sunday night's main event powered by Great Lakes Beer, a fiercely independent brewery. Order online at greatlakesbeer.com. This show is always available to you free on the air on TSN Radio across Canada, as well as the iHeartRadio and News Talk Networks through our affiliate stations everywhere and online at snmeradio.com. If you'd like to get this show early, including extended episodes of this show, full-length interviews, and commercial-free versions of our broadcasts covering all sorts of wrestling, music, trivia, and a bunch more topics, sign up for our Patreon for about a buck a week at patreon.com slash snmeradio. We take a look at some of the big stories every week. We break it down into a segment called The Five Count. You want to hear the breaking news? There is now more speculation than ever that CM Punk will not be returning to AEW now that the investigation into the backstage brawl after AEW All Out has been completed. If you watch Dynamite or AEW's social media, you may have seen the video hinting at Elite members returning. There have been reportedly stories coming out all over the place regarding what may or may not have happened that night. There's even rumored negative reactions backstage by several talent of the idea of Punk returning, but again, none of this is actually confirmed, especially by anyone in AEW. Shinsuke Nakamura is returning to Japan for what could be called a dream match. Pro Wrestling Noah has announced that the match will happen at their New Year 2023 event at Budokan Hall. Now, this isn't an absolute first, as WWE talent have worked shows for outside companies in the past, but since the company went public, the number of on-screen talent actually allowed to perform for another company, especially at a televised event, has been a lot smaller. The show takes place on January 1st, with Muda's final match as the Great Muda taking place this February. Mike Tyson is headed back to AEW as a commentator on Rampage? All right. World champion appearances, stipulation matches, and now Iron Mike Tyson is the latest throw everything at Rampage to see if it boosts the numbers approach by All Elite Wrestling. Most of the next few Rampage events will be held live on Fridays moving forward. Despite the efforts, the ratings continue to seemingly plateau for AEW's secondary show. Emma, Tennille Dashwood, back with WWE. On this past Friday's SmackDown, Emma returned to the WWE roster to answer Ronda Rousey's open challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. After her appearance, Dashwood simply tweeted out the word home and then followed up on an Instagram post saying she feels like she has some unfinished business. Tennille Dashwood and Madcap Moss have been together as a couple for some time now, which likely makes things a lot easier for both of them moving forward. 
And is she bloodline schism or the next generational talent in the making? Sorry, MJF. I know you kind of got claims to the generational thing, but hear me out. Simone Johnson, a.k.a. daughter of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, now known as Ava Rain, is officially on NXT TV. I'm sure you heard about it. I'm sure you've also noticed the, the slight resemblance to her father, especially in his younger days. Wow. Anyway. She is now on NXT TV, part of Joe Gacy's schism and crew. The question is, though, how long is she going to stay there before she makes her way to the main roster and and maybe even gets tied into some family-related shenanigans? Okay, speaking of shenanigans, the fallout from the investigation in AEW continues. Dave Meltzer is standing by, and I'm going to actually ask him about personal biases. Does he have any, or does he try to at least not have any when he talks about these stories. His response to that, plus we'll talk about a lot more, including someone I experienced last night at the Hart Family's Dungeon Wrestling, Wrestleween, at the old Victoria Pavilion. That and a lot more coming up on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Here in Canada, we have several regionally specific phrases that arise when said vernacular is considered appropriate, i.e., the funny-sounding term, shinny. Shinny is a game of ice hockey played without the standard head-to-toe body armor. Instead, only skates, gloves, a hockey stick, and preferably a helmet is worn. And, if you're Mike Lackey, GLB's brewmaster, you wear the same pair of shinny pants day in and day out from December until March. A common code of ethics is employed during a game of shinny. For example, raising the puck off the ice is strongly discouraged for fear of being struck in the shins or worse, elsewhere. However, the most common practice takes place off the sheet of ice. Mandatory post-shinny beverages with your team, and boy does Great Lakes Brewery have the beer for that. Shinny Pants Session Stout, a beer inspired by Mr. Lackey's well-worn and well-stained pants. Oh man, you spilled beer on my shinny pants, bud. Shinny Pants Session Stout. Drink it fresh, please. It's time! It's time! It's time! For the Wrestling Observer Insider with Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event. Dave Meltzer, back from somewhere on the road. I just got off the plane from Calgary like 20 minutes ago. It's been uh, a travel Sunday for us today. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, man, I had one of the best nights of my life last night. Oh, really? Tell me about it. Okay, so Dungeon Wrestling in Calgary. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the, the new Hart Family Venture. Yes, had you in your entire time as a wrestling fan or, or growing up, had you ever come up to Calgary and, and been to a Stampede show in the pavilion? I have never been to Stampede Wrestling in my life. Okay, um, we, we got to get you up for the next one in February because I'll tell you right now, Dave, this was like being in those old tapes, those old yeah. tapes you see from Calgary. It was right yeah. there. Um, the, the matches were incredible. I got a bunch of interviews coming up out of them. Uh, we had Nick Aldis against Harry Smith. For the Stu Hart Heritage Championship, uh, sorry, I'm a little stuffed up because I was I was yelling and screaming commentary all night last night. But uh, amazing match, Nick Aldis versus Harry Smith, and uh, Aldis ended up walking away with the title. Wow! This is the first time that well, it makes it makes it makes Harry it, Smith it, has walked away with it. So it makes it makes sense in a lot of ways. You know, oh, set up set, set up a future future program. Anything? How, how did they draw? Uh, drew pretty well. It wasn't a sellout by any means, but. It's also Calgary on Halloween weekend on the night of a Calgary versus Edmonton battle of Alberta hockey game. And 
I'll be honest. I mean, I, I don't know the numbers for sure, but we were more than half full. And, okay. And, and, so it's and, what, 800 ish, maybe more? Yeah, you something know? like that. I, I Again, I, I couldn't even begin to yeah. guess because I was just so enamored with what was going on. This felt like like old school wrestling, but at the same time, it wasn't it wasn't insultingly old. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't yeah. that. Uh, yeah, yeah. You had you had modern wrestling. Was Brett was Brett there? Brett was there. Oh God, good. Brett, good. I I just you know I just talked to Brett a couple of days ago. We did a DVD together, a yeah. DVD commentary thing together. So I hadn't had a long conversation with Brett in a while, and it was always it's always good. I mean, I you know Brett and I have been friends for twenty five years, and it's yeah. like uh, I really like you know you know like when. When my mom had a stroke, he really, um, it was very supportive, you know, because he had a stroke, you know, so it was like. And that, that's the thing, too, like, and I've said it before on the show, and I don't want to turn this into a, a Brett Lovathon because <laughs> I have a tendency to do that quite easily. But, um, you know, I literally just got off the phone with him when I landed here, and we talked about the show last night and everything. And and any preconceived notion, whatever you think of him as a fan, he, he's a perfect example of somebody, until you get to know a guy, you know, you can't just cast a blanket statement and i think that kind of translates to a lot of that's every everyone's like what's going on in in wrestling today too so we'll get there too dave but uh great show highly recommend i mean there's so much great independent wrestling out there but this was there's a lot yeah there's a lot of talent out there this was a lot of talent people a lot of talent that people don't know about and um you know it's and it's weird because it's like if this was uh, another generation people would know about it but now because there's so much talent it's almost like if you don't have a name, unless you're somebody like, a, um, you know, it's hard to build a name. I mean, I'll look at like guys like in, you know, you know, guys, whether it's NXT or yeah. AW, you know, that are really super talented guys that, that people don't really know how talented they are in a lot of ways or they don't get the, the do because you've got it's always been like a top guy business. Right. Right. But there's always been the movement of guys to the top. And now it's so hard because. Um, I, for a lot of reasons it just takes longer and it's you know unless you're like mjf who you know is is a phenomenon you know most of the guys it's i mean i see so many guys that are so good and you know and and hardcore fans know them but like when we talk about like those big stars to the casual fans i mean it really is guys that have been around for a long long time rather than these young guys with again mjf being an exception one or two others you know they're obviously trying in wwe with a couple yeah. guys but but it's hard me, it's, it's hard let me hit yeah. you with a, a name here that uh Maybe you've seen them before. Maybe you haven't. The Billington Bulldogs. I have not seen them, and I know of them. Yeah. Okay. So these are um, relatives of, you know, Tom Billington. One of them, named Thomas, oddly enough, looks exactly like Dynamite. Like, it's creepy. Wow. To the degree that he looks like Dynamite. And uh, they're, they're younger. They're smaller right now as far as size goes, but... These guys had a match last night against the Bollywood Boys. Yeah, and I like the Bollywood Boys. If I can get you a tape of this match, and I, I can, or a you know, video file, I will send it to you, and I would love to get your thoughts on this because they went to a 20-minute time limit. They did the five more minutes, and then there was a run-in by the uh, the new giant they have in the promotion, this guy out of New, uh, new Jersey, who I'll tell you about too. But um, this was one of those teams to watch out for, I think. This is exactly what you're describing these these names and granted there is a name with the billington connection obviously but i don't know if a lot of modern day fans would you know who came in in the last 10 20 years would tie that together with with dynamite exactly until you got the whole lineage of the bulldogs in there but these kids put on a remarkable match and we still think of bollywood boys as these guys who still are are working to get their shot back and they are um 
but this was this was incredible. Like it was honestly one of the best tag team matches I've seen all year, and I'll put that against anything I've seen on. TV. Wow, so wow, wow! I re- I'd really like to get your thoughts on it. So anyway, that was some of the uh, the dungeon wrestling experience. And again, I'm gonna I, I could go on for 20 minutes about this, but we do got some other stuff to talk about today, Dave. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> elephant in the room, and I I don't want to get into the because I know there's been a lot of he said she said stuff out of it, but I mean I I still take the side that. Whether everybody's right or everybody's wrong, and there is no right or wrong in this whole thing, in the end, there's somebody who might be more right than wrong. But but when it all comes down, this CM Punk situation, it it just feels like a damn shame. It feels like a shame. Yeah, look, I'm I I was I'm really really you know it's, it's I'm really sad about how it ended in a lot of ways, and um, I was really sad writing the story that I wrote on 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 uh, in Thursday's issue, Friday the issue that came out on Friday morning. Yeah. Um, it you know it's in there it is what it is um it is you know i mean it 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 escalated i thought and i and it and it's probably gonna again i my i i just um you know it was a bad it was it's it's a, it's a bad situation um you know for AEW and and uh and for every particular involved like there's nobody involved in it where this has not been a bad situation right but it happened and and um and we're going to feel the repercussions for a while because I just, I feel, um, I feel like the story, I mean, I feel the story's not over. Um, I thought it was, I thought that like when the investigation's over and then whatever happens, happens that it's over and it's, it's not. And, um, and it's just, it's a difficult story because the investigation's over, but we don't know what the investigation said. We will never, and we will never know because, you know, for, for legal reasons, Again, literally nobody is allowed to talk, um, which makes it funny because, you know, I talk to people, but the key people are not allowed to talk. You right. know, um, you know, there's are, are there sides out. Yeah. But, you know, and yeah, it's 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 frustrating. Um, you know, I, I always go back, you know, to again, like it started months and months and months ago and um you know, I mean, there's there's and, and I'll, I'll tell you this, too, also, because, you know, again, like yes, yesterday, you know, I was in some discussions with people and it's, you know, and stuff that from there not. And it's none of the particulars directly involved, right. but it's people in the company. And, um, you know, it's just when we go back months and different things that happened and everything. And, you know, we can kind of see, I mean, I knew it was, I knew it was coming, but I didn't know this was coming, but I knew a, a blow up was coming. I told, I, told, I wrote about it before it happened sure. in that sense. And even before that, I said like, this, this isn't rectified. Something's going to happen. And, you know, um, you know, you, I, I wrote, I know when I wrote, I was like, you know, wouldn't it be great if they could just sit down and hash out. And it really is just so far past that point. And even, you know, again, this week made it, made it worse so well and that's that's the kind of curious thing about it so we saw this return promo which is obviously for uh the elite in in the form of the young bucks and kenny omega and you know they're vanishing from AEW like a, a you know a thanos snapping the finger sort of situation but right i i just i i get that they are considered top talents in the company i get that they have big roles behind the scenes but if fans are paying as close attention as what they think they are, because let's face it, AEW has always been savvy to what fans who who read, you know, newsletters like yours or websites in general, if they're that savvy to it, does this not kind of paint 
those guys as as kind of being winners in this whole thing and there really is no winner or loser in this there's thing. no winner there's there's no winners and there is a truth okay there is a right. truth but we can only speculate on what it is based on what we know and you know i know a good amount but i mean the reality is is that there's stuff i learn every day about it you know and, and not not so much what happened there but even then even exactly what happened there i mean we 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 know the the main stuff of what happened there yeah. to a degree okay but we don't know everything and we don't and and quite frankly if everybody was allowed to talk you know they would all have different stories anyway and that's what right. makes it really frustrating um but the fact that that they are being brought back tells you that um you know and i have not you know again there's, i haven't heard of any fines or anything like that on their side tells you that the investigation did reflect well on them so now there will be people who will you know right. probably complain about the investigation and and you know there's there's going to be it, it's it's just going to keep going it's going to be um you know i i I, there's not really a, you know what there's not really a comparison like sometimes i think oh you know it's going through the brett sean thing again or the brett vince thing yeah this is more. this is far beyond any of that but but it's but it's but this is a very different one because the brett and vince the reality was with brett and vince is that brett and vince both talked right away right and and we got both sides pretty quick and little things came up but you know within the first week after it happened you know i, I kind of knew all the particulars and you could argue different points and there's a few small things that people may have wrong and stuff but generally speaking you know we kind of know what happened there with this one it's like um you know there's all the questions you know it's like you know and and this week brought up more of them and brought up you know more hostilities because of them and uh yeah it's um you know, but but yeah, the the investigation did allow them to come back, and the other guys aren't back, and so that should tell you something. But that's only going to inflame things worse, honestly. Okay, and then and then now I want to I want to go even a little deeper on this, Dave, because we talk to you every week here, and I, I think we've gotten to know each other, you and I, a little bit here, and so I want you to know that I, I come to this with nothing but respect. But people have known for a long time that that you and and the Bucks, particularly, and Kenny Omega, have a mutual admiration for each other here. Well, so, well I mean, I, I mean, but here's the thing. Uh, until but, and that's exactly until, until here's yeah. the thing here's the thing until september 4th you could say the same thing with me and punk i mean not not and you know right. i mean i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to act like um you know it's because i speak oh there's no pictures of dave and punk together and it's like and i'm not trying to act like i don't want to say anything about me and punk really in the sense of but no you don't have to, that's we, your we, business, we, we, but... we were we were we were more than more than cordial and yeah. um you know, it's it's I'm I'm you know, I'm I'm I you know, if you read the writing, I mean from the from the start, I mean I had punk's side from people close to him from the start. And still in this, you know, I I went back to my notes about the Adam Page interview. I went through that stuff and mm -hmm. what was the what were the thoughts at that point in time? And again, you know, what he said to you know, I, I shouldn't say that. I don't what what Nick Hausman reported, um you know, as far as you about know, the dog which, thing, the dog thing. Yeah, I reported all that. And it's just like, um, you know, and the dog thing's a real weird one because, you know, it's just it's it, it came out of nowhere. You know, so we thought like those details were there. And then you have this new wrinkle thrown in that no one has ever heard of before. And so that changes everything. It's like, why did it take two months to come out? But then again, you know, it's not like anyone. I, I mean, like, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, that happens, that happens. And all of a sudden people are going like, never happened, never happened, never, never happened. Um, you know, from the other side, of course, yeah. people are people, people in the company are going to say that. 
um, because they had never heard this before and they thought that they knew kind of the whole story. And so then it it's like I said, that makes it worse. And then um, but again, like, you know, I look at the thing and I go like, what if, you know, I mean, I it, I'm trying to be. But the thing is, is, is because of, of stuff like that, like, I mean, the one thing that that I when I wrote on Thursday that I would, you know, it was like, oh, boy, I wish everyone could just make money off of this and, and all this. And it's like with more stuff that I've heard, it's just I know it's impossible now. And um, I, you know, and that's that. I mean, but again, like I have no animosity towards punk on a, on a personal level. I wish that things were different in many situations with many things. I, I would tell you today, my belief is that every single person involved uh, would probably wish that they had done something different um, to avoid this. But it happened. And, um, you know, I mean, there should have been no look, there should have been no punches thrown, period. Right. There should have been no punches thrown um, there. The, the promo that he cut on Adam, I, I still, you know, I, did, I didn't think that was professional, but um, they should have talked. They should have talked that out. Maybe I, I, tried I think the whole thing, the whole thing yeah. started putting punk in that pressure to begin with. Um, and I think the timing may have been off. And I, I, I don't know Phil Brooks from Adam. I've, I've interviewed him once and. That's as far as I can go. So I don't have this constant communication, but I can say that, you know, when, when I dealt with him, he was, you know, very civil, very nice. I, I know oh, I've, 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 I, I, when I dealt with him, but yeah, you know. it's like, I haven't had like, 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 look, I, I, um, I don't know, you know, it's like, I have no animosity towards him at all. And, and in this story, I'm trying to, and I, I really have tried to present both sides, but it becomes, you know, it's, it becomes very it's difficult because you have essentially both sides that are not allowed to talk, but, uh, you know, stuff happens. And then, you know, you, you have people who, um, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's like if there was an, a, a thing, you know, and again, some people were like, when the investigation's over, you know, we'll probably hear more. And it's like, it, it is, and we won't. And I mean, that makes, that makes the story even more frustrating. And then I, I heard some people go, well, they should re release the results and they will not. I'm sure that, I mean, no one's told me they won't. I know they won't because I know what, you know, there's, there's, there's legal reasons for everything. I mean, it's, it's lawyers are involved and, you know, it's one of those things where I don't there's, know there's how too much, there's too much mud. There's too much to, to get through without somebody saying something that could get them in, in further trouble. I, I get all that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think we need to, to shift ahead from this now, because again, this is another thing we could go on for hours. But, but the reason why I brought up the whole thing with you and the Bucks and Kenny and everything is because there are people shouting from all sides on this thing. And I'm not saying anybody's right or anybody's wrong. I'm just kind of the, the quiet. Oh, no, I know. I know. I know. Here. And, and it's 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 boggling to me that CM Punk, who is being revered coming in and did have a great year until the injury happened and, and everything was going right and made a big, big splash for that company. Kenny Omega, who was out on injury for so long and then came back. The Young Bucks, who were trying to maintain and, and, and elevate their division as well. And, like, there were too many people all working for the right reasons on things. And somehow it just degenerated. And now people are, are you know, rumored to be calling people cancers in the locker. And it's, that's, that, that stuff just doesn't belong here. It's just, it's just too much, I think. I well, I mean, much. it's it's... You know, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that happened. And, um, you know, I don't know what 
more to say about it. I don't All know right, what's let's let's, let's move on here. Uh, we did have the return of Emma to Neil Dashwood. This this is a full time deal now. She's back for good. As far as I know, um, yeah, um, I didn't see the match with Rhonda. I know it did not get good reviews. Um, I'm going to watch it right like right after our show because I was I was gone for a couple of days. Yeah. And um, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. To Neil Dashwood is is in um, kind of surprising in a sense. But, you know, not, you know, again, they're bringing they're trying to bring a lot of people from the past back. I mean, that's part of the, the Paul Levesque thing is every week we have a new surprise person and, and um, you know, that's what well, this is probably an even bigger Paul Levesque thing, although. You know, people are acting like this is such a huge deal. There were times where WWE, WWF stars would go work in different, usually smaller promotions, so nothing maybe as big as this. But Shinsuke Nakamura getting the nod to have a match in Pro Wrestling Noah, one of the great Muda's final matches. Tell me from a, a that's Japanese an, that's, fan that's, perspective what, what the impact of this is and how big of a deal this is. Because Well, that, that's, that's a big deal because, again, historically, WWE has never... Um, never allowed that and it's interesting it's um yeah that, you know that that is something different i mean wwe tried to buy noah years ago i wonder you know and again they you know they always have their eyes out um it's very difficult to buy something especially because of you know the you know the, the ownership of noah is uh you know you know um you know a big conglomerate in, in and of itself but um it's that's a very interesting um thing yeah it's 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 new and and uh, again, you know, I mean, like, look, they wanted to work with New Japan. You know, I mean, we know that. I mean, there that was uh, last year's big, you know, last year's big story. They, they wanted to work real close with New Japan. So it didn't happen. Um, maybe they go with Noah. You know, maybe the far, you know, maybe maybe that part of the world becomes sort of a battleground. For those who um, don't know, is, is Noah even close to being at a level that they could compete against New Japan? Or is it kind of like a. No, not right now. But but, you know, um you know, time, you know, I mean, it's like not right, not right now. They're not, and they don't necessarily have to be better than new Japan, but if WWE, you know, WWE did work with WAR before, I mean, with, um, and with, with SWS and things like that. Yeah. I mean, they, they have worked with Japanese companies and they've worked with new Japan in the past too, you know, you know, back in the, uh, late seventies and, and into the eighties. So it's not unheard of, but it's, you know, WWE has not worked with the Japanese group in a long, long time. And, you know, lines of communication are, are always open and everything. So, yeah, I mean, but I, I do consider I do consider that a big, big story. Yes. This is Sunday night's main event. I'm Mike McGuire. Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer joining me here. Uh, a couple quick things here before we go, Dave. Uh, Mike Tyson going to be on Rampage on November 4th. Is this basically part of their throw everything but the kitchen sink at Rampage to try and spike the number? Um, Yeah. Or is there an angle coming out of this? Is he going to wrestle? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um, okay. I'm you want to see him wrestle. I would, I would, I would suspect, you know, I mean, it's going to be expensive. So it tells you, I mean, the, the, the idea that it's, you know, they're trying to turn that show around, but boy, that is an expensive get. I mean, they, he was expensive the last time they got him and that was for dynamite. And he, he did boost the number Friday night. It's a lot tougher, you know, just because again, the, um, you know, AEW fans are very used to watching Wednesday and I was used to watching Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think the struggle that show is going to have for, for the long run here. And last thing we're going to hit on Dave here. Uh, there's been just so much going on on SmackDown that I don't even know if people are catching because again, the, the audience is on Fridays, not as big as on uh, other days of the week here. But, well, 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 in the United States, the, the Friday SmackDown audience is the biggest this week. It won't be because it's on FS1, but well, that's what but, I'm wondering here because we have the uncle howdy character uh, make more of a, a presence this week with Bray Wyatt. 
And there's some talk. Some people are thinking this might actually be Bo Dallas. It's well, look, Bo Dallas has been, you know, I mean, we'd heard Bo, the Bo Dallas name for a while. So perhaps, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't know right now who it is, but I would not be surprised of if anything. And, and Bo Dallas being involved with the company, again, that's, that story's been out for a month or so. You know, it's definitely something that's been talked about. I don't know. To me, it, it seems a little off. I mean, I know they're brothers and everything, but it would just make more sense because Bray came out with that mask on for his yeah. return, first of all. So, I mean, like, are we going to actually make this? Is there still going to be a faction? Who who knows what's happening? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. Dave Meltzer, thank you very much as always, sir. Look forward to talking to you uh, this past week's edition of the Wrestling Observer. What can people read about? Big story on uh, everything that went down, you know, between the conclusion of the investigation, what we know, the buildup of where everything, and I, I, a lot of stuff on, on the past and what built this would built the whole thing. I mean, um, you know, I went through my notes on, on, uh, you know, a lot of different conversations with a lot of different people and, uh, it's presented, you know, I mean, uh, it's presented as best I know. And, um, you know, just, you know, there's a lot of quotes in there from, you know, a lot of different people and it is, uh, you know, I work very, very hard on the story and it's a very difficult story. That's what I, that's what I will say, because, you know, the direct people, like I said, are still not allowed to talk um but you know you do have every side represented in the story all right dave meltzer wrestling observer wrestlingobserver.com we will talk to you uh, next week sir okay have a great week coming up next formerly chris masters the masterpiece now chris adonis in the nwa is next right here on sunday night's main event this is sunday night's main event on tsn radio If you're a fan of Sunday night's main event, check out WrestlingObserver.com, a daily podcast, multiple podcasts per day, with hosts Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, and a number of others. You get a full library of podcasts dating back to 2005, over 9,000 shows, hundreds of back issues of Dave's Wrestling Observer newsletter dating back to 1991, and so much more. Don't miss out. Check it out today, WrestlingObserver.com. This is Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Thanks for being a part of the show. I'm Mike McGuire, and last night had the chance to hang out with some up-and-coming stars, some established names, and some names that you're definitely going to hear more of in the future. It was the Hart family bringing wrestling back to the Victoria Pavilion. It was Dungeon Wrestling. Now, our, our next guest on the show here, you might be like me back in the day. You might have one perception of this guy. And frankly, it might not have been the most flattering perception, but after getting to actually meet and talk to the man now known as Chris Adonis, Chris Masters, the masterpiece, remember the master lock in WWE? Anyway, got to really, really admire his passion for what he does today, and you'll find out why he thinks he's doing some of the best work of his career right now. Let's take you backstage last night, Dungeon Wrestling, on Sunday night's main event. Backstage with a man I owe an apology to from the hop, and I'm going to explain why. Uh, you might know him as Chris Adonis, but if you're like me and you were watching WWE, you knew him as the masterpiece, Chris Masters. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm good, good. Happy to be here in Calgary. Um, we just did Dungeon Wrestling, and Brett's in the house, Nick Aldis is in the house, I'm in the house, and we tore it up. It's uh, good times. 
It was an amazing show. Now, how much did you know about Stampede Wrestling and and the Vic Pavilion in particular before you came here? You know, Stampede Wrestling, I was a big fan of. I watched it back, and the first time I saw it, I was so impressed with the innovation and the things that you'd seen in Stampede that you would never see, like, in WWF at the time. So, like, you know, uh, the Dynamite Kid, Brett, all those guys were just, like, you know, they were just doing things that you just... The innovation, just the creativity, and uh, and like the style, man, like it just really stood out to me and connected with me. I love that. And then you know, I came up in the Southern style, so you know, for me, probably the two biggest influence were uh, you know Southern wrestling, obviously coming out of OVW, and then uh, Stampede. Just growing up, uh, a huge Bret Hart fan, and uh, obviously you know an HBK fan as well, but like just heavily influenced by uh, guys like Bret, guys like Owen. Stampede Wrestling, and of course, I've mentioned the South as well. Yeah, are you like me? Were you kind of torn between Brett and Sean for that little while in the nineties? Oh man, don't get me. Oh, shit. I uh, <laughs> I love both of them, man. I well, mean, that was the thing for me too. I mean, I, I grew up in Red Deer, just north of here. Okay, and like I Brett will, was our guy, but then okay. Sean was like the guy too. I will say this: I, at the risk of getting heat with Brett, like Sean was my guy growing up, but also so was Brett. Like, so I, I would have said it the other way around personally. No, I know. But here, this is how it went. So I liked both of them right at the same time. Like right when Brett went singles and won the Intercontinental title and was working Mr. Perfect, I started to recognize what it meant to be a great in-ring talent. Like, yeah, we had our Hogan's and Warriors, which were great. But man, Brett, Perfect, were doing things that were different in there. It was athletic. It was uh, it was an art, man. It was just beautiful, man. And I, as I got older, I appreciate that. And then Sean, around the same time, also went singles and turned heel. And it was the first time in my uh, fanhood that I ever liked to heel, which was so perplexing to me. But like, I just loved it. And he was the same thing. He brought a brand to wrestling that was athletic that like to me my favorite style of wrestler to work was always the bumping heel the athletic bumping heel be it mr perfect Shawn michaels rick flair that type of stuff but like just both guys were such a huge influence man like honestly the iron man match like i had a two years where i was kind of the laps fan as i say you know from 93 and 94 somewhere around there i stopped watching for a couple years but i'll tell you this I picked back up right around December 95, and then I watched everything that transpired going into the Iron Man match. And it was starting to pull me in, man. It was starting to pull me in. And then once I watched that Iron Man match, that was it, man. There was no turning back. I, it was probably that moment I didn't even know it, but it was probably that moment that I decided I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I didn't consciously decide for another couple of years. All I know is I was sucked in, and that was it. There was no looking back. There was no more going to be no more breaks. It was like I was, this was it. And that was exactly what happened, man. It was just, it was beautiful. See, and this is the thing that I've learned, because I've watched other interviews and, and heard you talk to other people about uh, your career, your influences, things like that. I think back in the time, you, you got typed as being the body guy, obviously. I mean, that was the gimmick and everything. Which but, I hated, yeah. Because, I mean, you when you hear what I'm talking about now, you'll yeah. understand why. I was just as much a fan as anybody who was watching me. Like So, like, for me, for them to misunderstand who I was and to kind of just lump me in with, and no offense to these guys, the Warriors and the Lugers, you know, they just had those reps as, oh, they had great bodies, so they got to push. It's like, okay, sure, the, I had a great body and that was my ticket in, but like the only reason I ever worked out was because I wanted to do this. This was my love. So it wasn't just like something where I capitalized on having a great body. It's like I built that great body because I knew that like that was one of the aspects That's that I needed business, to work yeah. on. That's exactly it. Yeah, and like, you know, so 
Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a perception of me and like I still try to shake that to this day, but I can I can honestly say now where I'm at work-wise, man, like anybody who watches me now would know that I am one of the most accomplished in-ring guys. And it's not that I do anything like outside of, uh, you know what I mean? It's not that there's anything you haven't seen before, but everything I do, you can't see through. And in the selling, everything is like on another level. Well, and that's what I wanted to come up to because we talked about this before the show. We were just kind of hanging out backstage here and we talked about how you've changed as a performer, how the perception of you as a wrestler has changed as well. Uh, you were telling me before, and you just said now, you think you're doing some of your best stuff now, uh, how many years later into the game, and when when I see you work tonight, I mean, yeah, you still got you know a fair amount of size. You're, you're not as big as when you were in the, the 2000 aughts or whatever. But, yeah, it's much bigger then, but, but yeah. But at the same time, you found a way to work more and, and flow more, I think. And I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty. I'm not going to sit here and talk no, about who's, no, what's good. I'm glad you say No, I'm glad. That was my goal. You know, like, honestly... It's been a long time coming, but I'm 20 years in now. I started at 19, so I have 20 years experience and I don't feel like father time has hit me. So I have this window here where I have all this knowledge and my body is still more than capable of doing anything it's ever done, if not at its best probably, which is really weird. But I'm trying to capitalize on that, man. And anything you've seen within the last year of NWA, I knew I took that time in the pandemic and I got in touch with the eight-year-old version of me that was a fan of professional wrestling and I looked at it like what can I do to make my younger self a fan of me and there was a lot of things that I wasn't doing and now my approach to the business has completely changed. I approach everything from my gear to my entrances to the match from an aspect of how do how would I impress myself because honestly like that's the one of the most important things is trying to keep in touch with that guy what was it that you loved about pro wrestling because as long as you can stay in touch with that like sometimes you don't know you know what people are gonna like and dislike but hey if you can remember what you liked and disliked at least you'll serve however many people out there that looked at it the same way you do and so like I feel like the last year of wrestling, yeah, it's been my best from a complete standpoint. If you, anybody who's listening to this, you go to YouTube and you check out NWA and you look at anything I've done within the last year, you tell me that you don't see one of the top workers in the business today. And that's where I want to cycle back to what I started this with. And I was saying that I owe you an apology and here's why. So it was right here in Calgary. Chris Masters was on the card. Monday Night Raw, Okay. Uh, I was doing radio in, in Edmonton at the time, so I had a bunch of people that knew I was a big wrestling fan, knew that I did. I would call it WWE Christmas every time that they did Raw and SmackDown in Calgary and Edmonton. And so I would always take suggestions on what signs to make, okay? And my bu- I'm going to totally throw him under the bus here. My buddy Kyle Jago in Edmonton, Alberta, told me to make a sign, and please realize I come to you with nothing but respect now, but he told me to make a sign that said Fire Masters again. <laughs> That's actually that's pretty good. I didn't think you were going with that. I thought you were going to say like Chris Masters can't wrestle or no, something no, like no. that. Or- and, and the funniest part is is that that sign got confiscated immediately, which I was actually thankful for. It got confiscated. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. But in my head, I was like, well, he's a heel, so it should be okay. But yeah, no, it's fine. That's so. But, that's pretty funny, though. But anyway, I can't believe but, they confiscated it. But that's- out of out of all due respect, I wanted to bring that up now. Some. 10 something years later just because it's been on my mind ever since and well they uh, eventually got around to it (laughs) (laughs) oh no oh no no you know what i hate all of this i'm sorry (laughs) no you know what it's okay honestly because you know i had some of my best memories there and uh, some of my not so best you know i mean it's just one of those things right yeah yeah, it's just life but like you know after you've experienced like i I, if they called me yes i'd go back 
yeah. uh, you know, I would think about uh, like what are the terms and whatnot. And uh, but it is what it is, man. Like it was my dream, and I went there, I worked there, and I worked with some of the best. I worked yeah. with my, you know, I didn't get to work with Brett, but I got to work with Sean, yeah. and it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Okay, and on, like, on the Sean thing, your your vest tonight. That that's a nod. To oh, very inspired. SummerSlam '95, isn't it? Oh yeah, dude! Yeah, I like how you, yeah, that, like I, I like how you were even able to call the paper. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking of something in turquoise, and then I showed my cousin's a fashion designer. Okay. So I showed her that she knows who the masterpiece is, but I told her I'm like, you know, HBK is a big influence. Yeah. And nobody's wearing stuff like that there anymore. You, go. you know what I mean? But like, it's not like I'm gonna wear chaps either, right? So, but like, I kind of figure, like, part of my evolution as the masterpiece to go back to that is like, yeah, I'm not 280 pounds now, but like, I can still be a stud. You know what I mean? An athletic dude who goes out there and, you know what I mean, and then presents that type of package. And so that's what I'm trying to present, you know what I mean? If, you know, hopefully the guys want to be me and hopefully the girls want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Chris Masters, Chris Adonis, NWA, check him out there. Find him on YouTube. Find him on social. Uh, I have to say, man, this has been something that, for me, was something I thought would never happen. I'm glad I got to tell the sign story to your face. And most importantly, I'm actually glad I got to meet you because you're a pretty good dude. Uh, well, thank you, man. And, yeah, that Instagram is ChrisMasters310 and uh, Twitter is Chris Adonis, but Instagram is my thing. Let's do it. All right. Chris Masters, Chris Adonis. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Fire Masters again. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Fire you. <laughs> See, I was right there with you guys. Back in the day, Masters, just a body guy. He's doing some really great stuff today in the NWA. You should check him out for sure. And I want to thank him for being a part of Sunday night's main event. Well, coming up, we talk about the best of and the worst of the year. How can you get your voice heard? I'll tell you next right here on Sunday night's main event. You're listening to Sunday night's main event on TSN Radio. Here in Canada, we have several regionally specific phrases that arise when said vernacular is considered appropriate, i.e., the funny-sounding term, shinny. Shinny is a game of ice hockey played without the standard head-to-toe body armor. Instead, only skates, gloves, a hockey stick, and preferably a helmet is worn. And, if you're Mike Lackey, GLB's brewmaster, you wear the same pair of shinny pants day in and day out from December until March. A common code of ethics is employed during a game of shinny. For example, raising the puck off the ice is strongly discouraged, for fear of being struck in the shins or worse, elsewhere. However, the most common practice takes place off the sheet of ice. Mandatory post-shinny beverages with your team, and boy does Great Lakes Brewery have the beer for that. Shinny Pants Session Stout, a beer inspired by Mr. Lackey's well-worn and well-stained pants. Oh man, you spilled beer on my shinny pants, bud. Shinny Pants Session Stout. Drink it fresh, please. You're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event on TSN Radio. Welcome back to the show. I'm Mike McGuire. Big thanks to the masterpiece, Chris Masters, who uh, actually he and I had a good laugh. If you missed the interview, again, you can hear the whole thing for free at snmeradio.com. Before I go, I want to remind you that we're getting closer and closer to the end of the year already. I know it. Kind of feels like walking into a Costco, right? And you see the Christmas trees in, in like August. That's how it feels when you talk about the end of the year right now in October. But it's really almost the start of November. And then there we go. It's the holiday season and it's time to break down the best and the worst of the year. Boris Aguilar from our BAM podcast, NXT Talk. He's kind of the, the overseer of everything here. And he's the guy that's going to be collecting and compiling the data. He's also handling your votes. 
through our Patreon at patreon.com slash Radio. There's been a, a few extra shows, by the way, added to our Patreon feed as well. So if you're listening on the Patreon right now, I'm not telling you anything you don't already know, but if you're listening to our live broadcast across the country, then this is a reason to get invested in to SNME Radio a little more here. For as little as a buck a week, you can give us your say into what you think were some of the best moments, the best matches, the worst moments, the worst matches, the best and worst gimmicks, all the great stuff that makes wrestling fans wrestling fans, at least from a observational standpoint. <laughs> we'll put it that way. So if you'd like to be a part of that again, patreon.com slash SNME radio. I've got more guests lined up for you from my little stint last night in Calgary. Coming up next week, be sitting one-on-one with the man who probably brought the NWA championship to its most recognizable point outside of losing it to Cody Rhodes. Nick Aldis, the national treasure, or now the cream of the Commonwealth. (laughs) We'll explain that and a bunch more on next week's episode of the show. And again, if you have any suggestions or anything you would like to hear be a part of this show, or if you'd like to hear it on the actual radio in your market, drop us a line at snmeradio.com. We'll do our best to be there for you. Okay. Another thing I wanted to let you know that we're trying to keep tabs on a little better are the independent shows happening all across Canada. If you want to promote your upcoming show, or if you know of a show in your town you'd like to promote, contact us. We're going to start an indie show calendar for the entire country as best we can. So drop me a line or find us at snmeradio.com and let us know where your shows are going to be and, and whether or not it's big names or whether it's great local talent. We want to know a little bit more about these indie territories all across this great country of ours. And and the best part is, it's the internet. We can tell people all around the world about you. All right, that shuts her down for this week. Thank you for listening and letting me do what I do. Until next time, I almost want to pull out the Ed Whalen. That's it for another edition of Sunday Night's Main Event. Play safe, drive safe. I'll be seeing ya. Thanks for finding Sunday night's main event. To get the complete show as well as bonus weekly podcasts, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash SNME radio.